Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. It's <laughs> And with that, welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast, where, and this has only happened once in the almost three years we've been doing this, where we fell off schedule for a little bit. Yes. So do you want to talk about that at all? We had a um, family medical emergency with my sweet, sweet mama. Very serious. Very, very serious. And she did make it through this. She's not out of the woods, but we're past the worst of it, I think, for now. So we're back to our podcast. Yeah. But I'm also going to throw out there, just because we've been dealing with so much related to that, that there's, you know, I, I don't have certainty over the coming few weeks that our schedule is going to be like it normally is. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be able to do it. But if we miss a week, that's probably going to be why. Yeah. Before we get into our travel stuff, and just like we always do on the podcast, we have lots to go over in terms of trips we've taken, and we're going to dive into uh, a great American city in just a bit, but I feel compelled to throw in a public service announcement. Deep in the heart of Texas. You're jumping the gun there. Sorry. Put your gun back in your holster there, lady. <laughs> so public service announcement. So the last couple of years, it's been strange with this COVID thing. One of the things that has happened is people have hunkered down in their homes, be it, you know, working from home, not getting out. One of the things people have neglected, and we we know people who fall into this category, and I've seen it firsthand when I've gone to medical facilities, is people have not been getting out for medical treatment. Mm-hmm. And the situation that you described, there's elements of that that occurred over the last couple of years. So I would just say, if you have found yourself over the last couple of years, not going to the doctor either at all, or as often as you probably should have, or if you have family members or friends who haven't been, one of the most important things that you can do is encourage people to get that medical attention, because there's a lot of things that happen that occur over time. And if you catch it early enough, you can do something about it. And if you wait, it can be too late and nobody wants that. And the more we take care of ourselves, the more we're able to get out there, explore the world, see new places, do new things. So in the spirit of travel and enjoying life, there's my PSA. It is true. We've experienced some pretty tough stuff and... um some of this could have been caught if not for the attitude of my my sweet mamacita that decided that she wasn't going to go to a doctor and now it's pretty serious yeah so but we we've got her right now and we're 
doing our best for and and uh you know we'll just keep moving forward yeah so we have one eye on taking care of things with the family but another eye on living life and with that we're going to dive into today's episode and today's destination which is a trip that we took just a couple of months ago so not that long ago Mm -hmm. And it's one that honestly kind of came up kind of last minute. It was a bit of a, it was a big surprise to me that we ended up doing this. So, well, it wasn't our first intention. This destination wasn't the first intention, but with the world as it is, we kind of had to pivot. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. So, this was going to be our post Christmas holiday getaway and we we've done over the past few years several times where after christmas we've gone out to visit a city here or a city mm-hmm. there and i asked you if you wanted to go somewhere and uh well you said do you want to go to new york yeah because over the years you've yeah. mentioned well a couple of things one is you've never been to new york city right i have i think it's a place that should be seen because mm-hmm. it's pretty spectacular mm-hmm. And, you know, the thought of seeing it in the wintertime, like between Christmas and New Year's, seemed like it would be a a great thing to do. And we were actually, for a little bit, talking about that was going to be our trip. Mm -hmm. And then you pivoted on me. I pivoted because I am not one that is fearful of getting out there and doing things, but... There was just situations at the time in New York City where there was a lot of talk about the uptick in crime there. And I just, something in me was like, you know, I'm just going to be looking over my shoulder the whole time because I do that. I make sure there's always an exit in any situation. Yes, you do. We've talked about that before. Yes, we have. Yes, Julie's yes. exit plan. Yes. Yeah. So we will go to New York someday. Yes, Still we will. on the list of things, places I need to take you, but you came up with plan B. I just got and started Googling and I'm like, what is a good place to go at Christmas time? Basically, you know, and this place came up because uh, they do have a river walk and it's supposed to be all decked out with the Christmas festivities um, even after Christmas. So it, it stays up for a while. So I thought, well, let's go do that. I mean, never been to Texas either. So I thought this will be great. Yeah. So Julie says we're going to go to San Antonio, Texas, yes. a place that really wasn't on my radar other than I probably have on a list somewhere, a bucket list getting out to see the Alamo, but there was honestly nothing else about San Antonio that I knew. There was nothing that like was drawing me to it. If you were, if you had asked me a list, 10 American cities you'd like to go to Mm -hmm. guarantee you San Antonio would not have been one of those. Mm -hmm. But I will say, and it's a little lifting the, uh, the curtain a bit. When we were done with this, I was so impressed with San Antonio in a, massive way i mean it beautiful city yeah i i didn't have expectations of san antonio yeah i didn't know what to expect either yeah and it just and we'll 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 get into all the things that we did so spectacular so let's dive into a little introduction about the city of san antonio this is a city that offers an abundance of history arts and culinary delights 
It has cultural traditions that stem from Spanish, German, and American roots with historical elements that are within the vibrant downtown area mm -hmm. everywhere. We even learned about an interesting bit of Polish history not too far away from San Antonio, but we're going to save that either for later in this episode, if we make it that far, or yeah. it'll be the next episode. That was fantastic. Yeah. You'll love that story. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a lot to cover yeah. on, from yeah. this trip. San Antonio is the number one tourist destination in all of Texas. I did not know that. I would have guessed Dallas or Houston, but it's actually San Antonio. It might be best known for the Alamo, but this historic mission is far from the only reason to visit this fantastic city. It's the seventh most populous city in the United States. I didn't know that. <laughs> It's the oldest municipality in Texas, and it celebrated its 300th anniversary just in a few years ago in 2018. Amazing history. Absolutely amazing. And the city was named by a 1691 Spanish expedition for the Portuguese priest, St. Anthony of Padua. Nearly 32 million tourists visit San Antonio every year. It's also the largest majority Hispanic city in the United States, with 64% of its population being Hispanic. So stay with us through this episode, and we're going to walk you through the highlights of our recent trip. We planned four days in San Antonio and a couple of days outside of the city, but before we ever left the Los Angeles International Airport, we started getting into some trouble. So sit down a moment because we're really going to uh, rock your boat a little bit and tell you this story. Twas the day before Christmas when all through the house, Christmas prep was in motion between me and my spouse. The luggage was packed for our trip with great care in hopes that in San Antonio we would soon be there. A B&B &B was arranged so we could sleep in a bed. Visions of our next adventure danced in our heads. Art reading his email, next I heard such a clatter, and I heard cursing and screaming, and I knew something was a matter. Dang right something was a matter, Julie. <laughs> Our B&B &B for the next day was freaking canceled Yeah, 24 hours before our trip. So we had used a service to help book this B&B, &B, and it turned out to be quite a disaster. Yeah, so, I mean, here's what happened. We're within 24 hours of l getting ready to leave, just about 24 hours, 24, 36, whatever. And um, this was either, Chris I think it was Christmas Day. Christmas mm -hmm. Day yeah. morning. The email came from what we're going to call the service, a very prominent travel booking company, if you go to our website, we actually have on our travel resources page companies that we've used for decades that we've got great experiences with. This service is not listed on that page and will never be. So back back uh -huh. to my story. It's 24 hours before we're supposed to go. They contact me and they tell me the credit card won't work. Right. We've got everything else booked using the same credit card. I used it the day before at Trader Joe's. I probably even used it that day for something. So whatever. You're telling me the credit card doesn't work. You know what? It's not a problem because we have more than one credit card. Mm -hmm. So I go onto the site from the service 
and put in our second credit card thinking everything's going to be hunky-dory. And lo and behold, it's probably not 30 minutes later when another email comes and says, hey, your credit card's no good. And basically, we're, we, the service, are canceling your stay yeah. that we had booked for. It was like four nights or five nights. This yeah. great. Yep. It looked like a great b and right. I was so looking forward to it. And so we had to scramble within 24 Big hours time. on a busy holiday season, travel season, to find another place to stay. On Christmas Day, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. So not a happy camper. We did find another place. It was nothing like what we originally had booked. Made the best of it. Mm -hmm. But the trouble continued even after our trip. So we get back from our trip. And within a, a few weeks, the service that canceled our trip is now contacting us, telling us that we're getting charged right. for, it was like almost $1,000 for the this event. they canceled. They can, I didn't cancel yes, it. Yes, they canceled Yeah, in fact, you know, the other thing I remember too is I even called the B&B yes, and did. said, I'll be happy, I'll give you cash. When I arrive, we have money. <laughs> I can give you cash. That's not a problem. And whatever arrangement they have, it's like everything has to go through the, the service. service. And they wouldn't even take cash. I'm like, you know, scratching my head. So I offered to pay with two credit cards that, oh, by the way, worked through the entire trip, everywhere else we stayed. Mm-hmm. And we've continued. They can, they work today. You know, it's, yeah. it's months later. Those cards still work. So they tried to charge me. And that ensued in so many phone conversations. Yeah. And by the way, this is like one of these sites that they make it very easy to book a trip. But if you have to contact them, good luck trying to find their phone number because the phone number is not listed anywhere it's, it's on their buried, website. It's buried way, um, way down. And so I, you yeah, yeah, I've spent hours with them on the phone. Mm-hmm. I've been on, you know, hours on the phone with the um, representative from the B&B. And I thought everything was fine until last week, which is like four months after this trip happened. Uh-huh. Still kind of, you know, not that long ago. But I get contacted again that it basically was this email that said, hey, you know that refund that we gave you? We're now reversing the refund mm-hmm. for some cockamamie reason, which resulted in more hours on the phone. Mm-hmm. And supposedly now everything is taken care of. Yeah, but we're not sure because it's been so... Yeah. Mishandled from the very beginning. Yeah. So I have to keep checking the credit card statements and the yeah. and the bank websites every week or so just to make sure that, you know, something isn't pulled. Mm-hmm. And long story short is we will never use this service again. And, you know, the services that we feel very comfortable with, again, if you go to the places where we go dot com, if you go to our travel resources page, there's not a lot of services on there. But again, the ones that are there or we list them because we have great experience with them. And if you have to know what this service is and you just can't stand it, uh, you can private message us. Yeah, we'll be happy to talk to people privately. Yes. I mean, yeah. we, we try not to um, throw places and organizations under the bus, but and we very, very rarely have experiences like this. This is probably... Mm-hmm. It was horrifying. One of the worst we've ever yeah, had. It was horrifying. Yeah. And and here, you know, we're not the youngest of people, and we do have a few uh, medications we take for high blood pressure, so this didn't help us at oh, all. Yeah. And then to have to deal with something like this on Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, we're trying to enjoy time with our family, yeah. and I had to scramble so we we had a place to stay 
the next day. Right. Well, let's talk about the next little debacle. Yeah, because this was, we, it wasn't over, was it, no, Julie? No, it wasn't over. So we are on our way to the flight, and we usually take a shuttle bus there from a place in Van Nuys. It's called the Flyaway. And it's worked for us many, many, many times. But this time, something new happened. The uh, garage parking lot was packed. We couldn't get into the garage and park. There wasn't the space available. No space available. And this was what, like four in the morning or something? Yeah, it was was crazy early in the morning. So we're like, well, we got to take off and go to the airport itself. And crossing our fingers that we'd find a place to long-term park our car. Right, because LAX has been under construction for who knows how long now. And the parking situation is completely different from what we were used to. Yeah, it keeps so, changing. Yeah, yeah, so we just kind of were crossing our fingers and hoping. Yeah, but we did find a place to park at a place called Wally World Parking. Mm-hmm. And they so were great. That worked out. Yeah, they were great. Got us to the um, terminal gate there where our next... So this wasn't so much a problem as it was a new experience. So, you know, we got to the airport and as we usually do you know, on an early morning at the airport, we like to have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I find the place that's serving the coffee. And lo and behold, yeah. not only did the service not take cash, but at the airport, the place with the coffee, they weren't taking cash either. But they were using something called Apple Pay, which prior to this time at the airport, I've heard about, but I've never used. Mm-hmm. So they have the instructions on the board of how to set it up and how to use it. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you know, you stick your credit card in there and then you just double click on the uh, the side of the phone and it, it pays. And I'm like, wow, this is, I don't right. have to take my, my card out. I don't have to get my wallet out. I just double click my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm still not there yet. Yeah, so I've been... I've been Apple paying everything <laughs> since this trip. So so I guess that's something good that's come out of it. I've, I have adopted a new technology, and I'm very happy with that. So coffees were in us. We got on the plane, and in a few hours, we it was just before lunchtime, and we landed in San Antonio. San Antonio. Let the vacation begin. Yes. One of uh, the first places that we visited was, well, we were hungry. We yeah. wanted to have some food. And I am very fond of breweries. They're just fun places. You usually find some really good beer and sometimes even some really good food. So we had kind of scoped out the Pearl Brewery. We drove there from the airport and we were hoping, you know, that it would be kind of a, you know, nice restful stop and, you know, get a bite to eat, a beer. And we had a little bit of trouble finding the brewery it was in an area which was kind of in a historic area mm-hmm. in the downtown area called i think it's called per- the pearl brewery, brewery. complex yeah. i mean the whole thing was this lots of shops and and there was a few restaurants and you know a little open area for a lot of kids were there and they were playing and but we couldn't find the brewery. Yeah, name was a little misleading, yeah, I think, to just us because we were we were expecting like a big brewery works. Right. Or we we thought we would find that. We knew that there was like other things in the area. Yeah. In- so we kind of, we walked around for a bit yeah. trying to find it. I did find the restaurant that was the Pearl Brewery. It was quite small. And I think we just kind of looked at the menu and just said, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. So off we went to something else. I like the complex. Yeah. And we, we, cool. we did eat at the Pearl Brewery complex. Yeah. But 
when we expected to see something like a big Budweiser type of facility, that you will not find here. But you will find many restaurants, many shops, and it's a it was a vibrant place. It was a festive place, and we had some really good food at the at the spot that we uh, selected, and we also got some beers there. Yes, it was the Botica, and it was a lovely restaurant. I really liked it. We had a nice meal. It was very interesting, different. Uh, very tasty, and we got a couple of IPAs with it, and that was good. We yeah. were very satisfied. And with our tummies full, we decided we're going to do some walking, and within a few steps of this Pearl Brewery, there were steps that went down to the River Walk. Oh, my gosh. That River Walk, quite extensive, yeah. quite long, going right through the heart of the city, and it was beautiful. Yeah. That was kind of like, that I think then became like our introduction into San Antonio, and this part of the, the river walk was not even like the main part that gets like super busy. So where we were strolling by the river, it was just peaceful. There was, you know, some people maybe riding their bikes along the way, some people jogging. Walking their dogs. I think this is also where we saw what the turtles yes. in the water. Yep, there, there was yeah. turtles, little small waterfalls that they had built into the river. Yeah. It was just, oh. it was so pretty. Yeah, you know, the other thing I think that struck me like almost immediately about the city and it continued to be this way. I thought it was like one of the cleanest cities. Yeah, it was very clean. For a big city, mm-hmm. like unusually clean. Mm-hmm. That, it was wonderful. Yeah, the river walk itself was just absolutely clean. This The city was clean. You have the usual big city type of uh, problems. A little bit of, there's homeless, you know, and they are on the street a well, little bit. But that's... I've never been to a big city where you don't have that. Yeah, so. nothing like Los Angeles. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, no. Miles away, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, your heart got, it goes out to these people. And mm-hmm. I tried to make eye contact. And this one guy really moved my heart big mm. time. Oh, that was in Austin. That was in Austin. Yeah, that yeah. was in Austin. So that's, um, that's an so upcoming episode. That's upcoming. So we we spent a lot of hours just walking this this river that just cuts right through yeah. the heart of the city. And we have more to say about the river walk, mm-hmm. but first we're gonna move to one of the big events that we did in San Antonio, and it's probably the the major attraction there, mm-hmm. yeah. the Alamo. So we had carved out on our second day in San Antonio the first half of a day to experience the Alamo. I was so excited about this. I was excited too. I, I guess I didn't know like exactly what we were going to experience. So again, I was kind of anticipating. No, the... but even from where we live, I mean, across hmm. the nation, I mean, that's remember the Alamo is something that we in our generation absolutely have heard over and over yep. and over again. Yep. So it was really exciting for me to finally get there. Yeah. So knowing that this is a very popular place, we did purchase tickets in advance. Uh, we got these mm-hmm. about four weeks before our trip. Highly recommend that you do the tickets before you get there if you're visiting San Antonio for someplace else. And don't forget to print them and bring your tickets when buying them in advance. I think it might have been the situation at the Alamo that they weren't accepting the tickets like on a mobile device. I did have some note about, you know, printing them was something that we needed to do. If you just want a picture moment in front of the Alamo, you have no need for tickets at all. But I highly suggest you oh. take the Alamo tour because it it's just amazing. Yeah. A couple of things. The Alamo itself is free to visit. So there's not a cost to get into the Alamo 
church building mission itself. But if you want a tour, a guided tour, that does have a cost. Uh And I think for both experiences, be it the guided tour or if you even want the free, you know, walking in. Right. I think you still need the ticket because you have to have a reservation for a time. They set, yeah, they set times. There is a queue that you wait yeah. in, and they they'll call out what it's like what time, time ticket it yeah. is. Some of those queues can get quite long. Yeah, so we ended up selecting a one hour guided tour. I think they had a few options, and we also ordered two additional free tickets to tour the church on our own at the end of the guided tour. Mm -hmm. So with the free tickets, you can stay and tour the church on your own for up to 30 minutes. One of the things that you're gonna have to um, know also when you visit this area is parking. So Um, there's not like a parking lot adjacent to the Alamo. There's parking lots throughout downtown. So we found a lot within walking distance. We arrived with plenty of time before our timed entry, got some coffee at a place called Revolution Coffee that was kind of close to the Alamo and digressed just for a minute. So they had something at this coffee place that I've never had in my life. They, they had, had many things at this coffee place I've never had. Yeah. It was unusual. Unique. Yeah. yeah. So they had something called a Chacachino coffee, which was an espresso-based drink made from mushrooms mm-hmm. and almond milk. So I got that because I've never seen that in my life and I don't know if I'm ever going to see that drink again. I don't know if you would drink it again. I don't know how much you actually oh. enjoyed it. Well, I didn't not enjoy it, but I don't think I'd get it again. Like right. if I want, went to a new coffee shop and they were giving me mushroom coffee. Yeah. But you well, got something I funky got something too. very different too. It's called the Red Velvet Latte and it is made with cold pressed beet, ginger, cocoa, honey, and almond milk. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. We kind of usually have this uh, mindset of if we see something new and different that we can't get anywhere else, we're going to get it when where we can. Yeah. So back to the Alamo. It's an essential stop in San Antonio. Guided tour is the way to go as you're going to get a great description about the history of this important historic site. Although it's best known as a battlefield site today, it's also important in terms of Spanish mission history as it was Mm -hmm. the first mission established in the San Antonio area. And it is connected to other missions in that area, the Mission Trail. So most people don't know that the Alamo did start as a mission and then was decommissioned. And then it became a place of the famous battle. Yeah, so a battle in which hundreds of people lost their lives, people lost their lives on both sides. So just a ton of history here. This site became a UNESCO site in 2015. And um, as I think we mentioned earlier, it's one of the most visited attractions in all of Texas. The summers are very, very busy, very busy. Going in winter was nice because I don't think there was as much of a crowd, but it was busy even at Christmas time. But I hear the summers are just insanely busy. I imagine that's probably not a pleasant time to visit when it's hot. yeah. Yeah. From what I hear about the heat and humidity. Yeah. What you'll see at the Alamo is the church itself. Uh, The interior of the church is actually relatively small. You'll see a nave a transept, an apse, and some smaller rooms that include confessionals and baptistry and a sacristy, which are all parts of a Roman Catholic church. Yeah, it's pretty sparse though inside too, huh? 
Well, yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing there that indicates that it really was a church. There's no altar. There's no... Right. It, but if you are familiar with the history of the missions, even the structure itself, you can see has that particular look of uh, how they built their missions in that area. So it, it had its own beauty, but it, it was sparse. So we exited the church and there's a lot of sectioned off areas. Some of it is a walled garden. It has kind of the history of the church up on the wall. There's a gift shop. There's a well that is now a fountain. There's a fountain there that's next to these the museum, which is the Long Barrack Museum. In that area, there's also a 17-minute film uh, that you can stop and watch. We did not do that, but um, you could see it actually just looping over and over again on this projector screen. Lots of monuments and statues to uh, many of the people that were fighting this siege and dying for their cause. Yeah. So I would say, you know, plan for three hours for a visit like this. If you take the guided tour, that's about what we spent. We probably even could have spent some more time there. I think it's a good, you know, it's a good half day trip there. Yes. You mentioned the Long Barrack Museum. There was also on the other side a second museum type area. So lots of things to Mm -hmm. read about, you know, historical artifacts to see. A few guidelines for your visit. There are rules of conduct for visiting this historical monument. Guests are expected to behave respectfully, remove hats while visiting the Alamo Church section, and to dress appropriately. And probably important to know, too, guests are not allowed to take photographs or videos within the church or within the long barracks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, much of what we saw, I knew, like, as far as the part in the church, those pictures live in our memories. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we weren't able to take photos mm-hmm. inside there. And I believe you also are not allowed to use cell phones in the church itself or what was the church, but you can use them elsewhere in the complex. Rules of the road when you visit the Alamo, mm-hmm. helpful to know about. Mm-hmm. So that was our one of our half-day adventures. I think that when you're there, I mean, people can know the story of the Alamo and the siege that took place there. But when you're there and you're actually walking on the grounds where this event took place, for me personally, it hits me a lot harder. And I think that's why we, we make these attempts to go to these places, because I've read many, many stories about the Alamo through school and even after into adulthood. And nothing hits you more like being in that actual place. And you kind of get a sense, a bigger sense of of what it may have been like for them. So we had started earlier speaking about the Riverwalk. And this is one of these very unique, I think, to the city of San Antonio experiences. And we, over the time that we were in San Antonio we probably went back to the Riverwalk, I think, every single day oh, that yeah. we were there. Yeah. So just a fantastic experience. And there is a particular section that has restaurants and shops, and it's the most congested. I don't know exactly how many miles the Riverwalk goes. It goes for quite a bit, but there's mm-hmm. a particular area that's like the hub of yeah. the Riverwalk. And, and the river, actually, they've created offshoots or canals that go off the main river. So yeah. when we were there, it took us a while to get orientated mm-hmm. 
because you turn one way and, and you're not quite sure if you're where you are, if you're on the main river or if you've turned another route and they have canals that have bridges over them and uh, big canals that go into a big shopping area and it's it's just it's massive it's yeah. huge now we happen to be here on a busy football weekend which yeah. brought in a lot of uh football fans coming from their cities to root for their teams but was interesting at the riverwalk area is one of these evenings it was the night before game day there was so much happening and things being scheduled relating to the football game so there was like this uh kind of an, a smallish amphitheater area and we noticed people were starting to take mm-hmm. seats there and stuff and we decided we're hey like, we're going to take a break here because there's something going to be going on and next thing you know there's these boats coming in bringing in bands and cheerleaders and the football team members and it was just such a vibrant experience it was pretty fun yeah it was great yeah and um just a lot of restaurants a lot of food choices if you like to be where the action is the Riverwalk is, is one of those places. So we were very impressed with the Riverwalk. And there are boat tours that you can take. And we, uh, on one evening, decided we were going to do the boat tour in the evening. And it was just uh, a neat experience because, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, at the time of the year that we were there, there were still Christmas lights everywhere, right. even if it was after Christmas, mm-hmm. which uh, that in itself is almost kind of unusual because there's so many places anymore where, you know, once it's the day after Christmas... Everything's gone. Everything's gone, even though the true Christmas tradition is you get started on Christmas Day. So I think you all know the song, 12 Days of Christmas. And no, it does not mean (laughs) the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Christmas Day is day number one, Uh and it goes on for 12 days after that. So San Antonio kind of gets that. Yeah, congrats, San Antonio. Yeah. And the Riverwalk is, uh, it's really a gem, something uh, we, we just enjoyed immensely. Yeah. So one of the other things is the San Antonio Cathedral. If any of you know us and have listened to our podcast, you know we're always drawn to our Catholic cathedrals that are in the area. Some of them are so beautiful, uh, and we always like to go and look at them. This one is the San Fernando Catholic Church that dates back to 1738. And one of the things I think that drew us there, too, is we had heard about there was um, the tombs of some of the folks that died in the Alamo that right. were interred at the cathedral. Yeah? Yes, yeah. yes. I can't remember how many, but there were there were several of them. Yeah, I think it's like right when you enter that front door. Mm-hmm. We also had been hearing, or you had read about a light show that was actually reflected on the cathedral itself, and we decided one day that we were one night that we were there that we're going to try to catch it. So we had gotten to the plaza area where the cathedral is. And kind of just sat down and waited for it to begin. And you could see they were setting up for it. And I had no idea what to expect. Mm, I mean, nor did it, I. it was just like, okay, some light show on the face of the cathedral, the facade of it. And I thought, this, this is going to be interesting. And it sure was. It was the most unique video art I have ever seen. Seriously. Yeah, I've never seen anything like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was done by the International Artists Xavier de Richmond, and it depicts the historical discovery and the settlement and the development of San Antonio throughout its history. The saga projection covers 7,000 feet of light, color, and visual narration 
which I loved. I loved that things were being spoken as this was happening. And against this incredible facade of the cathedral, one of our oldest cathedrals in the United States. The saga is about 24 minutes. You, it captures you. You stay there the whole 24 minutes. It's just, I did anyway. It's, it was just so interesting. And it brings all kinds of people from all over that have heard about this show and they want to see it. It's, it's very well known, in, especially in that area. Yeah. I'm really glad we, we stumbled across this because um, it wasn't on our planned itinerary. I didn't know anything about this as we were making our plans into San Antonio. And I think one day we were walking by the cathedral and we saw some placard that kind of mm-hmm. talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, that, that might be interesting. And we... You know, we arrived there, it was it was dark, it was night, and then all of a sudden I think you heard the bells, there was the bells ringing, and then the music started, yeah. and it's this whole multimedia oh, experience. Fantastic. And um, I've never seen art and visuals projected on a building where the, where the building becomes the um, like the movie screen, if you would. Well, yeah, but what was amazing to me is it was also telling a story. Mm-hmm. And it was so visual and it was moving constantly but yeah. that story never got lost yeah and i thought that was really cool yeah very very well done apparently this has been going on in san antonio since 2014 so i think it's now a staple in the city so if when you go to san antonio and this is a place you should put on your list do you make a point of finding out what nights and what times they play the saga on the facade of san antonio cathedral And it's very, very worth being there and experiencing that. So San Antonio was wonderful. We covered so far four things that we did. We have more that we did during the trip there, but we don't like to have the podcast episodes run like an hour and a half per. So as we've done on some episodes in the past, when we have a lot to talk about for a certain place, that destination becomes a part one, part two, and that's Mm -hmm. what San Antonio is going to be. Some really, really fun things, super fun things that we did. It was so fantastic. I just never expected it to be that wonderful. Yeah. So we sorry, San Antonio, but (laughs) but I mean, kudos to San Antonio. It was it was really nice. Yeah. More adventures, more fun, more things that we did in San Antonio on the next episode, which hopefully we will be able to be back with you in two weeks and uh, continue this discussion of this fantastic American city. So please come back with us. We'd love to hear any of your comments, if you have any, and we will see you at the places where we go. Bye. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.